The Edge is copyright 2006 by Scott Wittenberg. To learn more about this and other novels by the author, please visit scottwittenberg.com. And be sure to check out The Mayday Murders, another free podcast currently available by Scott Wittenberg. Prologue The overseer smiled to himself as he stared out at the city of Sanguine. So little they know, he thought to himself. He wondered if they even suspected the vital role they were playing in the scheme of things. Surely they must wonder about the scores of visitors that have come to their city, only to suddenly disappear as if they had never existed. But then, it wasn't their purpose to know, or to ask questions for that matter. Even the transporting crew was unaware of the truth. They merely carried out their orders without fail, and fulfilled their assigned purpose without question. The scriptures made this all quite clear, and they abided ever so faithfully. He realized it was imperative that only he and Janut be fully knowledgeable of the truth, the duality of the two worlds, the purpose of this world to aid that other world, life, death, and the in-between. Indeed, if the others were to suddenly become aware of the absolute truth, their near-perfect existence would certainly cease to be. It was all that simple. With a heavy sigh, he returned to his favorite chair and sat down before the console. He glanced over at the transporting grid, and a feeling of deep satisfaction came over him as he recalled the last case. New hope established. Another life restored. Suddenly he felt a wave of sorrow as he reminded himself of the countless thousands that he simply couldn't help. But it had always been that way, and he had long ago accepted it. There were simply too many, and the situation was steadily growing worse. All of a sudden the screen on the console came to life, and an image began materializing amidst the static. As Janut's features crystallized on the screen, the overseer momentarily marveled at the incredible powers that the old man possessed, powers that even he himself was incapable of. Suddenly he spoke. A most unfortunate case, sir. Both subjects have little time left. I will remain until I have made positive contact and am certain of when it will occur. Confirmed? Very well, Janut. Carry on, the overseer replied. The image of Janut dissolved from the screen. As he stared at it, the overseer couldn't help but feel excitement and optimism, for this case would be entirely different from all of those prior to it, and for the first time he didn't have an inkling as to how it would end. If the experiment were successful, there could theoretically be new hope for Earth. However, he had been clearly instructed that there was to be one, and only one, such experiment. Then everything was to return to normal. He didn't dare question why this was to be so, for it wasn't his purpose to know. He was nevertheless at liberty to speculate, and had already assumed the reasoning behind this. He knew that, quite simply, there was a limit to just how much his planet could interfere with Earth. He arose from his chair and strode to the chamber door. It slid open noiselessly, and he stepped into the garden. As the sweet smell greeted him, he took a deep breath and began strolling through the rows of flora. He noticed a small withering orchid and paused to water it. As the soil soaked up the life-giving fluid, he thought of how the ailing plant reminded him of earth, and how delicate the balance between life and death truly was. But some degree of interference is essential, he thought to himself. They must be made aware of themselves, and those around them as well. Awareness is the key. Besides, we aren't interfering in the true sense of the word, 
The final decisions are made by themselves. We can only make them aware. Period. The overseer continued his stroll. All he could do for the time being was wait. Then the experiment could begin.